Welcome to the FinTV podcast series, where we tap into the collective expertise of the world's leading supply chain, manufacturing, and digital innovators. My name is Maria Villablanca, the co-founder and CEO of Future Insights Network, and I'll be your host. Join us every week to hear the opinions, lessons, and general guidelines from the industry's leading minds. FinTV, insights for today's digital leaders. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of FinTV. Today, we're joined by Maria Jesus Sainz, who is the director of MIT Digital Supply Chain Transformation Lab. Uh, Maria Jesus, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Happy to share, uh, I mean, all our common understanding about digital supply chains. Well, it's definitely a topic that we, that's important to cover. So, uh, Maria Jesus, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your journey so far, and also what you do there at MIT? Yeah, sure. Um, I started working in logistics supply chain like more than 20 years ago um, at the University of Zaragoza in Spain. Uh, this is my alma mater, right? And then uh, I uh, got my tenure as an associate professor there. And then I started collaborating with MIT in 2003, right? Then uh, we created this center together with Professor Sheffi, the center at, uh, at Zaragoza called Zaragoza uh, Logistics Center together with MIT and the government of that region. And uh, they, I mean, um, I was professor there. I became the executive director. And at a certain point of time, then I moved to MIT, to Boston. And then here I have two roles. Then one role is, as you mentioned, uh, with the MIT Digital Supply Chain Transformation uh, Research Lab. It's just to research. We can talk later about it because it's the main focus of, of our conversation, right? And my other role is I am the executive director of the uh, MIT Supply Chain Management Blended Master's Program. It's a um, master program by MIT, master degree, in which we uh, integrate the online education with uh, on-campus education with professionals with an average of uh, eight years of experience in supply chain management. Yeah, so I have been doing research on supply chain, especially focused on um, inter-organizational settings. It means two or more companies working together in the vertical setting, horizontal setting, just to, to mean more efficient, more synergetic, in order to be more innovative. Uh, and this is how I um, end up here uh, in, in the digital supply chain transformation arena. Well, let's give a bit of background, really, to our viewers. I mean, I found you, although we have a lot of people in common, uh, and uh, I think our paths have crossed, although you and I hadn't spoken before, but I found you because I read a really interesting article that uh, was published in Medium uh, that you wrote. It's called How the Pandemic Could Remake the Supp uh, Supply Chain's Digital Future. Could you give us a little bit about what that article was about? Yeah, this... First, this article was published in uh, Medium, and then it was featured by uh, Supply Chain 24-7. Uh, and then it was just due to the situation we are experiencing, we are experiencing, right? We are having different conversations with, um, with different executives about what they are experiencing in terms of all this big disruption that they didn't expect, and how the markets are changing every week 
depending on the industry, depending on the country and the region. Um, and then, yeah, the importance of being digitalized or digitized, that we can talk about the difference of these two words uh, from our angle, from our point of view. And then, okay, we, yeah, let's, let's, let's write an article uh, about what is going on, what could be the effects of this huge disruption and how important is digital supply chain transformation under this context that then it, it was like the, um, the iceberg kind of effect because it's only, I mean, uh, the, the big peak, what is mm. uh, just uh, right now visible, but there is a huge need uh, that thanks to the pandemic, as it tried to put in a positive way, right? Then this became more important and more important, yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that we talk about this before COVID-19, we were uh, talking about digital transformation. Obviously, it's very important. You know, it's such a great accelerator uh, of digital transformation. But one of the things that kept coming up was that digitization, digitalization, digital transformation, they all mean different things for different people. What's your take on that? Yeah, when we were working with several companies about their digital supply chain transformation journey, we realized that there are different paths, different, uh, I mean, um, different combination of efforts in order to, I mean, make the supply chain more digital, right? Yeah. Uh, because here we combine like the physical world in logistics and all the networks with the digital world. Right, and then we need to match all the needs from both sides and also all the opportunities from both sides. And then we differentiate between digitizing and digital efforts, right? So digitalizing, right? So then because this, there are like two different approaches, maybe to the same problem, but they can be combined together. Actually, when we refer to digitizing, we refer to mainly to the operations, to the processes within the supply chain, how we are gonna provide um, main backbone of uh, a structure in terms, for example, on ERP that could be very well combined with, with I mean, um, warehouse management system, transportation management systems, right? So then the processes are very well aligned end-to-end, -end. even they will be uh, adapted depending on the context they will follow, depending on the disruption that we will, I mean, uh, face. But the idea is that the operations are um, in, a, in a digital mode, right? Even if this is, right. we'll call it digitizing. And the, also the, the, the supply chains are quite aware about what the demand um, is shaping, what are the customers, we are respecting the customers in terms of their, I mean, the products, but also the services that they will expect uh, in terms of also logistic services, in terms of last mile delivery, the e-commerce. So that in order to shape new business models that could take advantage of all these digital efforts, this is what we call more the digitalizing approach, right? Mm -hmm. Versus digitizing, right? Digitalizing it will imply uh, create new business model that maybe they could take advantage of the digitization, right? Efforts in the operational side. And then uh, they could create new um, uh, business models that could, I mean, shape better all the data that is coming from the customer side in terms of customizing product, customizer services, uh, or maybe combining the two sides, right? And then, the idea of digital supply chains is that we can gather all 
these features from the customer side, and then we can put all this amount of data upstream in the supply chain, digitizing our operations, right? Mm -hmm. So then um, some companies start uh, their journey with um, uh, shaping new business models in the digital arena, so in the more downstream side, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. understand better what the customers suspect and others company other companies what they are doing is more on the digitizing so then shaping better operations even uh, designing new processes taking advantage of all the technology that they could implement uh, aligning their operations their processes or maybe um, just recreating uh, the digital thread from the beginning to the end end to end right in order to tap on what the customers suspect so there is no one unique recipe. This is important. Some companies, I mean, um, think that, okay, tell me what to do, right? And then it's, or maybe they go, they go to um, some consultancy companies, tell me what to do, right? And, and it's much more than that. It's a new way of thinking. It's a new way of, um, of uh, experimenting because we have- Is it, is, it, yeah. is, it, is it a new way of looking at problems? essentially? Is Absolutely. it a mindset, a new way to, to look at a problem? Absolutely. And then some companies think, okay, maybe I have a problem in this particular process. So if I put certain technology, I will fix it, right? But actually, mm -hmm. uh, the, the more mature uh, companies in terms of the digital supply chains, they are not just um, firefighting, right? With this particular problem in this particular process. They um, embrace the digital transformation as an overall strategy, right? A new way of thinking because now we can take advantage of data that is coming from many different sources. The data mm -hmm. is reliable. The data represents end-to-end, -end, this digital threat that we, we mentioned, right? In order to be able to experiment, right, in a very uh, agile way. So it means that we need to align Technology, right? Because technology is what will facilitate the access to the data, right? The availability of reliable data, but it's not the core element of digital transformation. And this is the big paradigm, right? From at least from our point of view, it is. It's exactly the same kind of conversation we've been having. Digital transformation isn't just about the technology. It isn't just about layering on new tech. It's about uh, business processes. It's about culture, trans, you know, mindset shift, taking people yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and this is also what we have observed with the COVID. And this is why we decided to, to, to write this article because with the COVID, we have observed that some companies that uh, they were mature or more mature because who is mature in terms of digital transformation since it's an attitude, right? Attitude of the And it's company. ongoing. And it's ongoing. Yeah, it's ongoing. It's a new way of behaving, right? Yeah. There is no final end. No. But then those companies that are more mature in terms of uh, digital transformation, uh, they are ready uh, in, in order to tackle all the disruptions uh, due to the COVID because they are ready to experiment with the scenarios they are ready to um to calculate some uh, statistics and probability about i mean considering all these inputs of data that is coming from the external i mean uh, environment let's say countries let's say borders let's say markets let's say competitors let's say i mean suppliers then we can combine in order to create a new scenario about how our supply chain will behave 
if this will happen, right? So are, are you saying are you saying that those companies that are perhaps more mature in their level of digital transformation or their journey of digital transformation probably can weather unpredictability and complexity a lot better? Absolutely. Yeah, this is the point, right? Because uh, I mean, then the uncertainty is huge, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, some of those supply chains are complexity by design. So yeah. mixing this complexity and uncertainty is a difficult, it's a challenge, of course, right? Mm -hmm. So they, uh, they are ready to be flexible enough in order to navigate with this uncertainty because they have been responsive, right? In terms mm -hmm. of dealing with different markets, with different business models that they have, yeah. are just exploring, right? So in their culture, they are responsive. Yeah. Right? So then all this combination of visibility, responsiveness, flexibility, uh, in some cases has been, uh, have been uh, developed thanks to a digital transformation. On the opposite side, we have observed that those companies that they started with some technology, isolated technology implemented in process A, in process C, uh, then uh, they, be, I mean, they feel the urgency of being more digital now, but they, they yeah. cannot articulate all the mechanisms that need to be articulated because yeah. you need to create technology, processes, people. It, it requires time. It yeah. requires a change of culture and a culture in the company only can be changed due to different loops. So if you have mm -hmm. not followed these loops, then the culture is not implemented, right? And then, and, and then, then add to, and then add to that a complex uh, situation like pandemic, you know, and uh, and it makes digital transformation that much harder. Uh, for those companies that are not prepared, is yes. is is a nightmare, mm. right? Because then they cannot, I mean, uh, embrace all the difficulties and all the complexities, all the uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm. So they, I mean they are more manually oriented where, I mean, they need to gather data and then to create uh, some scenarios in an Excel. This is happening, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and, and it's, it's okay. At least they are learning a lot, right? But then it, it means that um, then the need of digitalization is becoming more important than it was in the past because they are realize how, how um, needed it is in their business. Yeah. So this article, I mean, what, what is your argument with regards to companies that maybe are not fully advanced into digital transformation, maybe yeah. are not just getting started, but what is, yeah. what is your argument? How is, it, how is the global supply chain going to change uh, digital transformation? Yeah. I mean, so how is the pandemic going to change digital transformation in supply chains? Yeah, from our point of view, um, then, I mean, flexibility is the key work here right yeah it means flexibility we need to be flexible because we don't know what is going to happen we nobody expected this right yeah. so those companies that were flexible because maybe their demand was flexible let's say mm -hmm. the uh fashion industry right the demand is so uncertain that they are used to be very responsive right so yeah. then they are adapted to whatever that is coming. Hmm? Uh, automotive industry, right? Actually, some of these companies, they even change their processes in order to manufacture, uh, I mean, uh, equipment for, for tackling the pandemic, right? So the PPEs, um, right, is the, mm -hmm. the term. Right? Um, yeah. 
So then again, uh, all these companies that are or responsive by the demand, by the market, or are responsive because they have already going through this digitalization, digitization journey, right? Those are gonna be uh, better ready for, for yeah. the COVID. How the COVID is gonna change? I guess that then companies need to be more flexible. They need to deploy their, their uh, process according to what is gonna happen, right? So mm -hmm. then they need to implement tools, they in, need to implement uh, procedures, they need to implement teams that are flexible and agile by, by, by default. And this is the only way. So they, it's difficult now to plan what is gonna happen in the next, let's say two months, three months, right? So then the only way of tackling this uncertainty is with flexibility, having tools that will allow them just to, to be more flexible. And then digital transformation is definitely the way of, of, of tackling this. Well, with, with, uh, with digital transformation comes more flexibility, doesn't it? You, you've written quite a lot about the, you know, AI, machine learning, and the, the, the interface with humans, because you, you talked about teams just now. How yeah. does the digital supply chain of the future look like with regards to both humans and technology? Yeah. Um... Our main claim in our research is that uh, since we are quite sensible about collaboration in supply chain from many different angles, another dimension of collaboration that is quite explicit in today's development with artificial intelligence is human and machine collaboration and uh, what we call human machine teaming, right? Um, in our view, um, then, I mean, machines, I mean, for example, an um, forecasting um, algorithm is great because then the algorithm is able to tackle all the probability with all the historical evolution of the data, right? So then in order just to make predictions, which is great. We need it, definitely. But I mean, this forecasting algorithm is based mainly on, on the historical data, on previous patterns that were similar what we are expected to face in the next future. But with the pandemic, right, this didn't happen before. I guess that it was 100 years ago, a little bit mm -hmm. more than that, right? So there is not historical, uh, I mean, data about this evolution. So it's, then- it's, 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 it's trying to predict the unpredictable, really, isn't it? Yeah, so then we, we need to, 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 to be aware about this unpredictability feature, right? So then mm -hmm. we cannot rely on the historical data. So we need to create other mechanisms in order to yeah. create future scenarios. Uh, yeah. But then this is why it's so important that the two sides, the, the two experts in, 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 the, in the particular situation that the two experts from our point of view are the machines so the algorithms that know how to handle I mean, tons of data from the historical evolution, right? But also the human being who knows what are the different insights, the different intuitions about what could happen here, what could happen in this particular country that maybe they can call some experts in order to gather these insights in order to work together with the machine, right? With the algorithm in order to team up, in order to create the most suitable scenario Right, and this most well, the, the, scenario will be a collective effort. And the human brings probably a little bit more flexibility into the equation, doesn't it? Because, the, or doesn't, don't we as humans, because we're able to think laterally and think different and maybe 
you know, think of things anecdotally that might not rely on uh, historical data, but intuition and, and so forth. Yeah, so then if we have an expert demand planner, right, mm -hmm. then they know what could happen in a very narrow situation and very unexpected situation, or at least they know what are the main drivers that could affect in that particular situation. So yeah. maybe they could create new parameters, new dimensions that could be integrated in that particular equation that was by default in the previous algorithm in order to learn from each other. So our claim is that it's important when we are implementing AI, and now it's quite evident with the COVID, that we need to recognize the, uh, the knowledge, the source of learning, right, coming also from the human being in order to train the AI system, right? In order to make, I mean, more robust AI systems that could, I mean, um, behave better in the future. And now is a great opportunity to train the AI systems, right? But of course, we need to rely on the experts in the field, right? So then the AI systems need to be prepared for integrating all these intuitions from the human in the decision making or maybe as coach, right? Coach yeah. that can really train, um, they can have the, the task of training the AI system with all these insights. So we have created a framework of, um, of uh, quadrants, four quadrants, in which um, different human machine teaming capabilities can be deployed uh, in this kind of context, in terms of transparency, in terms of authority, in terms of, um, I mean, uh, interoperability. Yeah. Right, depending on the situation in which we are and depending on the evolution that we will expect of the AI system that is expected to learn by default, right? So is this human-machine teaming the future of digital transformation, the future of uh, the digital supply chain, you think? It's one side of the future, right? So because um, it's not only the, the human part, because it's, it's really important, but it's, for example, how flexible we are in order to work with another set of suppliers, how mm -hmm. flexible we are in order to create new um, rules in the contract with our logistic service providers. And maybe these yeah. rules will, will come from creating new dimensions, right? That these dimensions have been discovered thanks to the data that is available in our AI systems, right? Well, so it's no. not only the human, it's the, the way of collaborating with the partners. It's collaborating, and it could be that it comes from some disruptive new source, you know, a new company that emerges that is in, a, in a, a disrupting the market in a different way. You see a lot of startups that are changing the paradigms of how they operate. And so that is also another way to, to gain competitive advantage. Um, what do teams of the future look like? I mean, you've got, uh, a, 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 you've had a few graduates recently in the last couple of days. So what future are they going into? What future are they stepping into? Yeah, uh, from our point of view, um, maybe we can be a little bit biased, right? But supply <laughs> chain um, is going to be um, more important. So then um, the, the position that supply chain, uh, I mean, profession deserves um, is, is demonstrated in, in these days, in this period of time with all the COVID, right? So then uh, supply chain is important, but supply chain needs to be in the higher level of decision-making. So in the higher um, decision board meetings, in the more strategic 
uh, way of thinking. And also we have observed this kind of um, higher recognition for supply chain in the conversations that we have had with companies that are more mature in the digital supply chain transformation. So okay. supply chain is, uh, is, is taking a, a prominent role in the strategic, uh, strategic in the shaping of the strategy, strategies of the company, right? Mm -hmm. And then is because supply chain is a very good translator, right? Because then supply chain works very well with suppliers upstream, with customers downstream, uh, laterally with logistics service provider, with the finance department, with marketing department, right? With innovation. Uh, because then supply chain needs to be aware not only about innovation in processes, but also innovation in product in order to adapt their operations to this new product development. So it's a good translator, right? So then supply chain also is quite used to work with data, yeah. right? Because then everything is performance oriented, right? So we are measuring every single process operation. So it means that uh, I mean, we in supply chain, we are used to, to take advantage of the availability of data in order to translate our positioning with all this, uh, I mean, ecosystem of, of stakeholders, right? Mm -hmm. So um, what we observe is that supply chain is taking a more prominent role, right, in, the, in, uh, in, the, in shaping the business, but also uh, collectively together with digital efforts. So, so you're, so you're looking at the professional supply chain leader of the future having a greater business understanding, a more strategic role in the business, but equally a greater under appreciation of data, and a greater appreciation of digital technologies that are out there. So, someone who is collaborative can can take all of those things together and form a a more comprehensive picture of a professional moving forward. Uh, yeah. And what about their, their teams in general? Do you see more data people put, coming in, more technologists coming in, more planners? Uh, you know, what does the supply chain team look like? Yeah, um, I think that, uh, uh, I mean, supply chain, what we have observed is that in the more mature companies, uh, of, from the digital transformation standpoint, um, I mean, professionals, executives, are not only thinking about the process, the operation, the track, the, the warehouse, right? They are very open-minded, right? In order to experiment, to explore. So then, of course, they are quite aware about the process because it's the, the core element of supply chain, but they are now ready to think out of the box in order to better understand new dimensions of the, de of the demand of the product that could be integrated. So they are ready to experiment with other stakeholders in the supply chain with suppliers in order to implement quickly a new technology. They are ready to challenge the status quo uh, with their, let's say, customers, right? Mm -hmm. So then typically they are thinking, thinking out of the box on the very narrow profession in the past, right, of supply chain in order to think more holistically. This is what we expected, but holistically, yeah. not only from the functions, but also from the experimentation side. Yeah. And do you see, I mean, post COVID, uh, actually even now, do you see a take up of people wanting to study supply chain, wanting to get more of an understanding on digital supply chain in general? Uh, yeah, for example, at MIT, we have started a new course, 
a new uh, course in our supply chain master program on digital supply chain transformation. The demand has been uh, quite high. Um, then again, it's not only about technology because at MIT we are teaching a lot about AI in other subjects, but it's more the organizational side of AI, the implementation of AI in a dynamic manner. So it's not only about the mature learning uh, approach algorithm that is needed, right, of course, but this, I mean, external, uh, I mean, elements that uh, will help in the succeed of the implementation of this mature learning algorithm, right? How, mm -hmm. for example, performance could be considered in a more advanced point of view, not only the typical key performance indicator in the supply chain, but more how we can make this AI machine learning system to learn. So again, um, this is a combination of technology with other elements that uh, help in the implementation of this, uh, of this mature learning. Another signal is that, for example, our applications, uh, I mean, this in last month for next year have increased, even yeah. with all this, uh, I mean, COVID uh, disruption that we, we didn't know what was going to happen. And, and, and all the applications uh, in, uh, in my program has, uh, um, uh, the number of applications um, has increased. Right, so um, uh, we are receiving quite a lot of demand of what digital transformation means in supply chain. We have no clue what, what, what we are we talking about. We are hearing about that and then we don't know exactly what this means. It's technology, it's about transformation, it's about data. Uh, but, but what is that, right? And everybody is, I mean, every key player is bringing their own definition of digital yes. transformation. So is this, there are a lot of buzzwords behind that are, so it's not difficult to understand, right? So, so you'd say that, you know, and I think we, something I've said for a while, there's a lot of hype, a lot of noise around digital transformation, a lot of, you, you kind of know you need to do it. You don't, you don't know exactly what it is or how to do it, but you know you've got to participate in this. Um, the companies that have not embraced digital transformation that are on their, on the, maybe the early start of this, uh, or they're not as mature. What kind of, um, I mean, is it too late for them to get on board? Is it something that they can do? Uh, what advice would you give to, the, to those companies? Yeah, in the more than 20 case studies that we have analyzed about, uh, I mean, the digital supply chain transformation journey of companies, uh, big companies, medium-sized companies, um, that we have found a common element in some of them is that um, they start typically about technology implementation, right? Mm -hmm. Let's try to explore the implementation of IoT because I have heard my competitor is implementing that. Let's start implementing blockchain. What does this mean, right? So then, so the typical the starting point is technology. Let's try to analyze the, um, the cases of implementation of technology from the literature or from the... Uh, professional-oriented magazines, what they are implementing, right? So typically they start trying to understand technology and they spend like uh, one year trying to understand all this mess of uh, implementations in order to start, okay, what we, we can do. Our recommendation is just do the other way around. So let's first start. What do I need as a company, right? What do I need yeah. to do? in order to shape my business, in order to increase my competitiveness? Do I want to be uh, more reliable in terms of my commitment with my customers? Do I need to be, um, to plan better my processes in order to be more flexible? 
do I need to um, to create more resilience in order to be able to deal with all these disruptions? So the first starting point is the value proposition. Depending on the value proposition, we could derive, as a company, we could derive what are the supply chain capabilities that I need to implement. If I want to be, for example, more responsiveness, I need more visibility. If I need more visibility, let's, let's think in which processes I need to implement all this visibility. And then the answer will be, I need this kind of technology. So is it right? first, so it's like the third step. <laughs> is, is it first identify what the problem is that I'm trying to solve? In other words, what problem do I have to, do I need to identify that first and then uh, find a way to see if digital transformation can help you? Yeah, but it's not only a, an isolated problem. So the, right. the kind of question is a broader question, yeah. right? So what do more I strategic, need? More yes, strategic. Yes, more strategic, right? So then uh, what do I need to implement in my business in terms of my customers, for example, thinking yes. about experiences. What experiences yes. I need to work with my customers from supply chain point of view, right? in order to create more competitiveness. And there is no one single recipe. Every business is different, right? Uh, um, every strategic vision is different, right? So, so then sometimes companies think, okay, let's ask the company that is expert in that, this kind of technology to help us, right, in the implementation of, let's say, blockchain. While it's not that way, it's, okay, what do I need to do? What is the value proposition, right? We could have several problems behind these value propositions, but it's not just to fix one problem. Why? Because sometimes digital transformation means to start redesigning um, the particular process from scratch. Yeah. There is a problem of reliability in this particular process, yes, but maybe I want to achieve something bigger, something broader, right? Uh, and, and then again, is value proposition, then which kind of capabilities could I, um, or do I want to develop uh, in order to tackle this value proposition? And then what is the technology, the processes and the organization in order to be able to tackle this, but not the opposite around, you know what I mean? And did we have yeah, observed I know, I know. this kind of process in all the companies? And, and so would you say that the companies that are successfully doing this right now, you know, the companies that are more mature and more able to handle the, the uh, uh, complexity of a, of a crisis like this. Um, what, what are they doing well? What particularly are they doing well? Um, again, I, I mean, for me, from my point of view, is just to be flexible from many different angles, right? So they are flexible in order to deploy different configurations of the standard processes, right? Mm. Uh, and then uh, this standardization of processes means that they, uh, they are better able to deal with complexity. Yeah. Right? With, with, it was funny because with some uh, one company in the um, computing industry, they, they mentioned that they loved complexity. Right? That it was yeah. uh, one of the drivers they wanted to implement in the digital transformation. So the way of uh, dealing with complexity was an special core element in order to implement digital transformation. They were used to deal with complexity, right? right. They realized that they had to standardize processes in order to be more agile about dealing with this complexity, yeah. right? 
So more agile, more flexible, let's put it in that, in that way, right? And then for me, one important uh, common feature is uh, flexibility. Flexibility to just to tackle all these disruptions, flexibility to change the teams, flexibility to... Um, question to thinking, explore. question, question thinking of standard processes, you know, yes. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. For example, something that we have observed that is, is in one of our articles is about um, ambidexterity in companies, right? Ambidexterity, as we define, is that uh, it is very well defined in the literature. We were not defining, but as we understand in the in the in the context of supply chain digital transformation, is that companies that are exploring new ways of, um, I mean, operating in, uh, of, with new technology, with new processes, with new um, um, challenges, and also exploiting, right? So they are yeah. all the time, I mean, challenging the status quo, the, this exploration, but at the same time, they implement it in an agile way, they measure the success in order to create this dynamic of being ambidextrous, right? With, mm -hmm. quick loop, with uh, quick uh, rounds, with quick uh, loops, and this is the way of changing the culture, right? Yeah. With a very digital mental, I mean, uh, shift. Yeah. And so these ambidextrous businesses, they will weather the storm of complexity a lot better, is what you're suggesting? Yes, yes. Even yeah. uh, some of them, they want to, I mean, I mean, avoid complexity, right? But on the other hand, uncertainty means complexity. Yeah. Uh, customization and adaptation means complexity, but maybe uh, the way of tackling complexity is through a standard process that can be deployed in a puzzle in a different way. So long as you have that flexibility to look at things in a different way, then you're able to tackle it differently. Uh, what advice would you give now to professionals in the supply chain field that are perhaps crisis managing their, you know, in, in, in the thick of this, this pandemic, uh, what advice would you give them for digital transformation? Um, my recommendation will be to start the sooner the better, yeah. right? Be humble in order to embrace this, um, this opportunity. Um, start thinking from the beginning, what is the value proposition I need to build? What I have learned from this crisis that I need to change as soon as possible, right? But thinking... Yeah. I start thinking about the why yeah. and the how. And then uh, I start activating all the teams, both, I mean, top down, I mean, having a strong sponsorship from the top level of the company, but also allowing bottom up to mm -hmm. uh, uh, integrating all the potential champions that could be the main um, key uh, team members for the digital transformation being bottom up. This is also very important in order to allow them to explore. Hmm? Something that we have found in one, um, in one study, which we integrated 17 case studies, that we have found as a key element in all the successful digital transformation uh, companies from the supply chain, again, point of view, it was that the teams um, allow psychological safety. So okay. psychological safety so means they're allowed to fail. They're allowed to yeah. fail. It's, a, it's yeah. okay to fail. It's yeah. okay to fail, to fail, right? So then they feel psychologically, psychologically, sorry. Um, I mean, um, secure enough in order to propose crazy ideas that could mm. be validated with analyzing the data that, I, that is available that could um, also allow them 
just to discover new opportunities, right? This requires time, of course, a lot of loops, right? A lot but, but also of, culture. It also, it also it, it's a different yeah. culture and mindset, like you say. And again, that's part of what we've been discussing from the beginning, you and I, which is yeah. this digital transformation starts and ends with people uh, and yeah. with the culture within your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this culture needs to have changing and integrating all the different elements with a different configuration. So then we need to embrace the opportunities of, of, of testing new configurations, right? And this, then we need to be prepared for, for allow us just to explore and exploit and experiment. Yeah. And, and be flexible, like you say, and be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. Maria Jesus, thank you so much for joining us. I think you've, you've given us a great deal of, of information to consider. I think our members will be very happy to uh, to see where they are in their journey on digital transformation and what they can do to improve this. Because digital transformation, like you said, is not finite, is it? It's something that we're going to be going on for quite some time. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Maria, thank you very much uh, to your organization for, um, I mean, be so kind of, I mean, allow all of us just to share our way of thinking and then to have further conversations on, on all these very interesting and promising topic. Well, it, like you say, collaboration, you know what I mean? So if we're able to collaborate with each other and share ideas and benchmark, then we're bound to get ahead quicker, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much, Maria, again. And I'll Thank team. you so much. Thank you. And everybody watching from home, we'll see you in the next episode of FinTV. Thank you very much.